Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. Today, Agribition outlines the 50 most influential people in Canadian agriculture. Saskatchewan residents make up nine of the 50, and Agribition CEO Chris Lane outlines their work and effort to improve the agricultural industry in this province. The well-known Livestock Vaccine Research Centre in Saskatoon, Vito, has taken steps to develop a COVID-19 vaccine for humans. The province is pledging $15 million to Vito if Ottawa will pump $45 million into Vito for expanded lab and development work on vaccines. We have a feature interview on the ancient grain quinoa, a feature on the Lake Diefenbaker Irrigation Project and the latest provincial cattle market report. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain call 1-800-324-7778. Nine Saskatchewan residents are among the top 50 in Canadian agriculture as unveiled by Regina's Canadian Western Agribition. Agribition CEO Chris Lane says the list includes a diverse group of industry leaders in such categories as innovators and dealmakers. Well, this was a really fun campaign, Jim. You know, if I can just say we had a, a lot of nominations from all over the country, and uh, I'll tell you, it's pretty humbling to go through some of the resumes of these people, and there's no doubt these are the 50 most influential people in our industry here in the country. And Saskatchewan, one of the greatest things about this place is it always punches a bit above its weight, and we've got an outsized representation on this list. So as you said, let's go through some of them here. Upstarts is, uh, you know, these are the young people that are changing the way we think about agriculture and the way we do things. A couple people from Saskatchewan on that list. Uh, Sherilyn Nagel, uh, if you've been to a farm conference in the last couple of years, you've probably seen Sherilyn. She's a farmer herself, but she's a talented speaker, a presenter, a facilitator. You know, no shortage of board credentials either. She's past president of the Wheat Growers and just been a huge advocate for agriculture and the way that we're presented to the rest of the world. So very proud of Sherilyn on this list. And Kim Keller, of course, too. Kim's out of Melfort, and she's a farmer herself, but she's also one of the co-founders of Do More Ag, and that is uh, the leading voice for mental health and agriculture. The good work that those folks have done and Kim has led over the last few years have been absolutely instrumental in, in helping anybody in agriculture stay mentally healthy uh, in some challenging times. Outline the winners in the mentors category. 
Yeah, mentors was an interesting category for us because, you know, there's so much mentorship, uh, either formal or informal in agriculture, and I think we're a lucky industry to have it. But in Saskatchewan, here are some names that your listeners probably recognize. Bill Gruel, who uh, leads Protein Industry Cluster, uh, obviously that is a huge win for Saskatchewan and a, and a huge job for Bill to lead that. PIC is the, is the funding arm that helps protein, uh, plant protein projects uh, get off the ground and get commercialized. He's doing a great job there. Alana Cook is uh, no stranger to anybody in agriculture uh, out of Edenwald. She's currently the chair of the Global Institute for Food Security. She's also the chair of the CN and Ag Advisory Council, former deputy minister of agriculture, very uh, heavily involved in policy and agriculture advocacy uh, at the provincial government level. Uh, Alana has also been a mentor in our own mentorship program. So she's a huge voice and uh, extremely influential in agriculture across this country. Anne Wasco of East End, uh, she's a rancher there, but Anne has also been one of the leading cattle market analysts and interpreters of that industry for the past 30 years. So she's, uh, uh, you know, certainly someone that everybody in the country in North America, I would say, listens to uh, around the beef cattle industry. She's also been on the board of the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, and that's a huge impact around public trust uh, in our beef industry here. You also have the innovators category, and out of the 10 winners there, two are from Saskatchewan. Outline those for me. Yeah, innovators is a fun category. Uh, this is one, you know, farmers are great inventors, solving problems on the fly. So that spirit lives in this category, that's for sure. One of the greatest Saskatchewan invention stories I think out there is Brian Olson out of Fort Capel. He uh, invented Power Pin, which is, you know, if you've got a, any major brand of tractor, you've probably seen, heard, or used the Power Pin, which is a hitch attachment. So he's got that on just about every major manufacturer uh, out there, and that's uh, all out of his shop in Fort Capel. So uh, a huge success story there. And Chantel Donahue, and, uh, you know, this is a name that if you know Chantel, you know the weight that she carries in Canadian agriculture. She's a vice president at Cargill. Uh, she's also a farmer herself uh, near Bigger. And she's really focused her career on building public trust in Canadian ag products. And so she's been hugely impactful in growing investments and markets in Western Canada specifically, uh, using her time at Cargill to do that. Coming up, Chris Lane outlines Agribation's top influential people in Canadian agriculture in the category of deal makers and designated hitters. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Nine Saskatchewan residents are among the top 50 list released by Canadian Western Agribation naming the 50 most influential people in Canadian agriculture. Agribition CEO Chris Lane outlines the Saskatchewan residents who made the list for designated hitters and deal makers. Probably the, the most well-known name in Saskatchewan agriculture, certainly in the last few years, is Murad Al-Khatib. And, and Murad is uh, here in Regina, CEO of AGT Foods, which is a value-added exporter of pulses and uh, plant protein food ingredients. You know, great story. Grew up as a kid in Davidson, started this company uh, on his own. And, uh, you know, now in addition to the success of AGT, but he's also one of the most respected names in ag policy around the world. So he's a chair of Canada's National Agri-Food Roundtable. He's a chair of Economic Development Regina. He's been on trade boards and, and conferences around the world. And uh, he's also been named the Global Entrepreneur of the Year. So Murad, you know, he racks up awards in agriculture like the Oilers racked up Stanley Cups in the 80s. We've also got Garth McDonald uh, out of Kendersley and the crop production business person or any farmer in that part of the world certainly is familiar with GMAC Ag Team. That's an agronomy, uh, ag retail, you know, empire, I would say, that's consistently grown in the last certainly 10 years in the crop production space. You know, Garth has led that and become a business success story and a fixture in the prairies along the way. 
I also see Bob Mazur of Brandon is in that group of deal makers and the 10 most uh, influential in Canada. What about the designated hitters? I understand a Saskatchewan former CEO of Agribition is in that area. Well, yeah, he's a name we know well around here, that's for sure. But, you know, Marty Seymour is Director of Industry Relations at FCC. You know, he's been that for several years now. And I think because, you know, there's there's probably not a lot of people better connected in agriculture in this country than Marty. And he's done a great job of not only building public trust and public awareness around Canada's agriculture industry, you know, but he's also one of the most well-informed person that I've ever met around how policy is created and how it impacts Canada's agri-food industry. So again, hugely influential, hugely impactful. The list of people from Saskatchewan on this list of 50 is, you know, maybe no surprise. We know that we're leaders and we have leaders in this part of the world in the global agriculture industry. And we're just really proud to see those Saskatchewan names on that list today. Chris Lane is the CEO of Canadian Western Agribition and released a list of the top 50 in Canadian agriculture campaign. The Saskatchewan government is committing $15 million for the Veto Centre in Saskatoon. CEO Dr. Volker Gertz described the funding commitment from the Mo government as exciting news for the centre. Dr. Gertz says the funding will allow the centre to establish a Canadian centre for pandemic research at the U of S. Yes, this will benefit all Canadians and the livestock industry. This facility will focus both on human diseases as well as animal diseases and thus have a huge impact on our lives and that of our animals. It will help us to prepare and be better prepared for future emerging diseases, um, both affecting humans and animals. Dr. Gertz says that provincial and hopefully federal funding will allow Vito to build on existing infrastructure, upgrade their containment space to the highest level, and build a new animal facility. Vito is a world leader in developing vaccines for the livestock industry. The provincial support is contingent on Ottawa providing an additional $45 million for Vito. A video has gone viral of a B.C. farm owner grabbing a Canada lynx by the scruff of the neck and telling it off after it killed two of his chickens. Chris Paulson recorded himself holding up the growling cat. The B.C. Conservation Officer Service says Paulson should not have picked up the cat or interacted with it, noting lynx have very sharp teeth and claws. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147. Currently underway is a review of the Canada Grain Act, and here to get the perspective from Sask Wheat is the chair of Sask Wheat. It is Brett Helstead out of Nokoma, Saskatchewan. Hey, Brett, how are you? Good. Good morning, Sean. Hey, great to chat with you. So, Grain Act review, what are some of the key issues that Sask Wheat is going to contribute to this consultation? Well, you know, number one, we think it's overdue in time that this happens. It's been a number of years since it's been reviewed. It's been attempted and not completed. So we think it's uh, very important that this happens. Um, probably the most important we think, we think should happen is the CGC needs to continue to work in farmers' best interests. I think it's very important um, that that role continues in the CGC mandate uh, we also think it's important that the CGC as a regulator isn't required to work in the best interests 
of those it's there to regulate. So we also feel strongly that we need to strengthen and protect our quality assurance system, which is the Canada brand for our classifications and, and grading system that's out there. And, you know, we think the Grain Commission's in the best site to provide that oversight and the example that's out there right now that has a difference of opinion is the outward inspection of grain exports. So from a Sasquatch perspective, you don't believe that a, a third party uh, inspector like, say, an SGS could w- could do those ins- outbound inspections? Well, they are doing some of them now based on spec, but 70 percent of grain is still um, got a grade attached to it, which, you know, is the, the, the quality assurance system is behind that. And a number of customers are asking for grades as well as specs. It's not just a simple thing as have third parties do the inspection. We're going to save all this money. You know, we're, we're also looking at then the CGC is going to have to, you know, provide oversight, which is going to cost something and, you know, training and, you know, auditing or whatever. So, Brett, when you talk about the role of the the CGC working in the best interest of farmers, that, that sounds good and, you know, high level. Uh, can you get into the more details uh, of that? It, does there, do you think that the current structure is fine or there needs to be a review of how that works, like from the commissioner standpoint? Uh, can, do you have any thoughts there? Well, the original Grand Commission was set up to provide that protection for farmers and work in their best interests because they weren't able to um, find ways of, you know, sticking up for themselves, for lack of a better word. And, you know, there's, access to um, subject to grade and dockage um, provisions that are in there, producer payment protection that's in there. Some of these things are important to producers and, and provide us a certain level of comfort and protection when, when dealing with our grains. What are your thoughts on reporting and transparency? Um, I know that, that was something that came up at all, I, I believe, all of the Crop Commission AGMs in Saskatchewan. Absolutely. Definitely a need for improved data collection and reporting uh, and timeliness of this. You know, this is something we think is important. You know, CGC may potentially have a role. They do collect data now, which is part of their public good that they do do, as well as general quality assurance system. And we also think that the the government should be providing um, more funds to the Green Commission. They're currently providing about um, six million dollars and the public good aspects of the grain commission, the data collection, the quality assurance, and so on, is estimated at about a twelve million dollar cost. You know, so producers still expect to pay for things like producer protection insurance um, and access to um, grade and dockage uh, things. You know, those producers will still need to pay for. But you know, the other problem with um, third-party inspections and how we fund the Grain Commission is, whether it's the right way to fund the Grain Commission or not, it is being funded off of um, a pass-through fee or fee that um, the Grain Commission includes in their charge. Until we find another way or a better way to do that, it does put the entire funding of the Grain Commission at risk. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Hey. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM.
The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy with 60% chance of flurries. Wind northwest 30, gusting to 50. The high, minus 2. The low, minus 10. Wind chill, minus 8 tonight, minus 17 overnight. Thursday, increasing cloudiness. Wind southwest 20, increasing to 40, gusting to 60 tomorrow. The high, plus 2. The low, minus 6. Friday, cloudy, 30% chance of flurries. The high, minus 4. The low, minus 17. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 10, the low minus 16. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 7, the low minus 13. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 1, the low minus 10. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 2. Normal high for this date, minus 5, the normal low, minus 16. The sun rose at 7.52 this morning. It sets at 6.31 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot... Minus two at Maple Creek. And the cold spot, Stony Rapids for the second day in a row, minus 23 degrees. Estevan, minus six. Saskatoon, minus five. Swift Current, minus six. Weyburn, minus seven. Yorkton, also minus seven. In Regina with cloudy sky, it's minus seven degrees. That's 19 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 22. The wind chill right now, minus 15. Humidity, 94%. The barometer rising, 102 Point six. Cloudy and Moose Jaw minus 3. Winds are from the northwest 26, gusting to 39. Once again, Regina, cloudy and minus 7. That's 19 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent edge microactive group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. A Saskatoon-based company is looking for farmers to grow an ancient grain from South America called quinoa. The Farm Service representative of Northern Quinoa Production Corporation, Lane Christensen, says the company sees good demand for the grain. We're one of the biggest producers of uh, quinoa in North America. We're, we're a farm to fork, so off the field. Um, your product will get cleaned here right in Saskatchewan, and um, it all uh, comes to Saskatoon, and, and then uh, from there we're, we're shipping out all over the world. What is quinoa? So quinoa is a, a, it's an ancient grain. It's kind of making its way into the uh, spotlight right now as it's, it's a healthy grain. It's a pseudo cereal. So it's very close related to lamb's quarters, has a starchy profile and um, very healthy, has nine all essential amino acids that humans need. So in today's healthy consumer environment, it's a good option for people. Are there markets around the world? You betcha. Yeah, we're... Uh, we're seeing a good increase coming all over um, with COVID and people being at home. We're finding that they're, they're looking for healthy alternatives, something gluten-free. And so it's really, really starting to open up throughout the, throughout the world. What are some of the challenges growing it in Saskatchewan? 
big challenge here in Saskatchewan is, is weed control. Like I, I said, it's related to lambs quarters, which is a which is a weed. So um, definitely searching for options, growing in in Saskatchewan where where fields are clean and and uh, as as broadleaf control is 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 limited for sure. How is demand? Demand, like I said, uh, has has been growing and, and continues to grow, especially here with the pandemic that we're going through. Here has has really increased our demand for sure. So you offer contracts for this crop? Yeah, correct. We're we're currently crop contracting right now, and also uh, starting to contract into the 2022 growing season. How well does it pay? You're looking at gross returns at around eight hundred dollars an acre. An acre, you betcha. So it. If you can get it to grow, it sounds like it's worth trying. Yeah, very good crop. Disease in it is, is can give you a break from, from your canola and, and your pulse diseases and can give you also a break on some different pests. And good marketability. Inputs are close to canola and you don't need any special equipment during seeding or harvest. So what all does your company offer? Seeding, cleaning and, and production contracts? Correct, yeah, that's exactly, yeah. And uh, we also do agronomy too for the grower. How many producers have you had, and what are you looking hope to get this year? We have had around 30 in the past. This year, likely around 30, and then obviously for acres coming into the future as we increase, we're, we're looking to increase that significantly. Do farmers grow this in large area, or is it pretty small one-quarter section type thing or half-quarter section? What, what acreage do they use? We start with 80 acres to 160 for most farmers that are starting, and, and uh, as they continue to grow with us and learn about the crop and, and know its needs, we usually start to increase around that second, third year of growing with us, for sure. What about rotation? Rotation, it's we stick to uh, two years away from canola, mainly because it's hard to get canola out of quinoa in the cleaning process. So usually after a pulse is good, since it's such a high user of nitrogen. Quinoa is a user of nitrogen, I take it. Yes, correct. I think we're excited to uh, bring this new crop to the prairies, a crop that can make some money in the farmer's pocket and, and, and help them on some agronomy needs. And, and uh, we look forward to helping farmers here uh, produce some quinoa. Lane Christensen is a farm service representative for Saskatoon-based Northern Quinoa Production Corporation. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by Canadian AgriBlend. Ask for the livestock products at your feed dealer or for a feed dealer near you. Call 1-800-340-2311. The University of Saskatchewan's Director of the Global Water Futures Program hopes that if the province's $4 billion irrigation expansion at Lake Diefenbaker comes to fruition, there will also be consideration for working on other challenges. Dr. John Pomeroy believes Lake Diefenbaker has been underutilized and notes with their climate modeling, it looks like the mountains will become wetter with more snow and rain, meaning more water coming down the river systems so the water will be there for the expansion of farmland irrigation. But he adds the provincial and federal governments should also look at other problems that could be solved. He suggests managing the reservoirs to restore the natural flooding regime of the Cumberland Delta in eastern Saskatchewan, where flooding has reduced since some of the dams were built. The muskrat died out. Traditional lifestyle trapping was decimated. And officials also need to ensure there will be steady water supply for Regina and Saskatoon during extreme droughts in the future. The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture has posted the winner in the Provincial Farm Photo Contest. The winning picture shows a pasture cattle drive and was taken by Baronecca Neufeld. 
The picture was posted yesterday to cap off the Canadian Ag Day photo contest. The cattle drive image will appear in the October issue of AgReview and can be seen on the 620 CKRM website as well as the Ministry of Agriculture website. Honorable mentions go to Serena Montez and Kiera Horilak for their photos. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mainly higher during the past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says the largest price increases were near $9 per hundredweight. Well, I've got good news again. Uh, so feeder steer prices were mainly higher across the weight categories when compared to prices reported the previous week. The largest price increase we saw for the steers was in the 400 to 500 pound weight category. Those guys went up $8.53 per hundredweight to end the week at an average price of $253.38. The only decrease we saw in the steers was in the 900-plus pound weight category. Those guys went down just 67 cents per hundred weight to end the week at an average price of $173. And then we look at the 800 to 900 pound weight category. They ended the week at an average price of $181.80 per hundred weight. And then we move over to the feeder heifer prices. They were higher across all the reported weight categories when compared to prices reported the previous week. The largest price increase we saw for the girls is in the 500 to 600 pound weight category, going up $9 per hundred weight to end the week at an average price of $199 per hundred weight. The smallest increase we saw was in the 400 to 500 pound weight category, with prices going up by $1.60 per hundred weight. And then they ended the week at an average price of $209.10 per hundred weight. And then we look at the 700 to 800 pound weight category. They ended the week at an average price of $172 per hundred weight. So what are the factors behind these improvements? Well, again, I'm thinking quite a bit is about inventory. Deliveries were lower again last week, not only in Saskatchewan, but across all the western provinces. And then, you know, in the states, too, that, that plays into our markets, of course, too. And, and lots of the auction marts down there were closed last week due to, due to the cold weather and, and some of the havoc it created. What were marketings? So Canfax reported a total of 8,610 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that's up from 6,519 head during the previous week, but still less than the 10,956 headed head marketed during the same week in 2020. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Well, if we've got some cull cows to sell, you're going to be happy with the recent upswing in prices. The price of D2 slaughter cows saw a rather large price increase of $5.80 per hundredweight to average $81.40 per hundredweight. The D3 slaughter cows, they saw a similar, similar increase with prices improving by $4.62 per hundredweight from the previous week. And then they ended the week at $69.75 per hundredweight. And when you move on to the fed cattle price for fed steers out of Alberta, that price remained fairly steady last week. Prices reported at $152.16 per hundredweight, and that's up $0.08 cents from the previous week. Natasha Wilkie compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were mixed in early trading today. Canola fell 270 at 712.67. Number one red spring wheat rose $4.15 at 286.22. The rest were unchanged. Durham 310.48. Feed barley 253.72. Flax $801.08. Lentils 644.50. Oats 229.53. Yellow peas 384.89. Feed wheat, 238.84. The Minneapolis spring wheat March futures are up 6.5 cents at 6.42 and a half cent a bushel. 
It's the Livestock Reports on The Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. On February 23rd, Assiniboia Livestock had a pre-sort sale. 450 to 500 pound steers sold from 225 to 246. 500 to 550 pound steers sold from 242 to 246. 550 to 600 pound steers sold from 225 to 235. 600 to 650 pound steers sold from 212 to 222. 650 to 700 pound steers sold from 202 to 213. 700 to 800 pound steers sold from 190 to 204. 800 to 900 pound steers sold from 174 to 160. Heifers are 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. This is Jordan Stevens with the Market Report with the Sinaboya Livestock. Have a good ranching day. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, $178.57 per CKG. That's for both the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Tricanwell Well Service Limited says an ongoing slump in Canadian oil field activity linked to the COVID-19 pandemic resulted in lower revenue in the fourth quarter. The Calgary-based well completion company says consolidated revenue from continuing operations fell to $103 million from $163 million in the year earlier period. It's reporting a net loss of $25 million or 10 cents per share for the last three months of 2020, including a $22.3 million impairment charge on non-financial assets. That compares with a net loss of $20.9 million or 7 cents in the same period of 2019. Scientists at the U.S. Food and Drug Administration confirmed Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine is about 66% effective at preventing moderate to severe illness and about 85% effective against the most serious illness. It also says the shot, which could help speed vaccinations by requiring just one dose instead of two, is safe to use. The analysis sets the stage for a final decision on a new and easier-to-use shot to help battle the pandemic. On the markets, Canada's main stock index posted a triple-digit advance in late-morning trading, helped by gains in the energy sector as the price of oil rose and the financial sector after better-than-expected results from Royal Bank and National Bank. The TSX Composite Index was up 112 points at 18,442. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 204 points at 31,741. The Canadian dollar traded at 79.65 cents U.S. compared with 79.35 cents on Tuesday. The April crude oil contract was up $1.55 at 63.22 per barrel. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.